The thing about comparing rates at Progressive.com is that by now you've heard a lot of ads about comparing rates at Progressive.com. We probably don't even need the words comparing rates anymore to remind you that seasoning steaks at Progressive.com is an easy way to save on car insurance. Or that swimming in trousers helps you find the lowest rate. And that's the thing about foraging for truffles. You've heard a lot of ads about standing tiptoe on a cinder block. Compare rates and <clears throat> sing softly to a wounded field mouse and save at Progressive.com. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Comparison rates not available in all states or situations. Hello, my friends. It's Andy over the Andy Falco Show, coming to you live from California. Uh, reason I'm laughing is I was going to run and go get my CBD bottle because I moved it uh, because I had to get a new one because I keep taking it during my show. Hey, um, uh, yes, I, I, I've had this question that I've been asking myself over the last several days, not just today, but over the weekend and uh, from the shows that I've been doing over the last several weeks, uh, well, a couple weeks at least for sure, is uh, trying to figure out why is it that I seem, and quite honestly, like Donald Trump and a few other <laughs> Republicans, why do we care more about Black Lives than the Black Lives Matter group and Democrats? It, it is, I, I, I sit there, I lay in my bed or in the shower, or now today I went to the gym, finally, thank God. And that's where I do some of my thinking. And I sit there and go, it, it, none of this makes any sense. None of what is happening in our world right now makes any sense when it comes to whether or not a race matters in our in our world. Nothing with the statues being pulled down, the the attack on police, the uh, the concept, this thought that there's systemic racism in law enforcement. We know that's a myth and it doesn't exist. Even they know that it doesn't exist and it's not. Uh, they'll say it over and over again, right? I, I've said that. I've told you that Black Lives Matter, the, the organization itself, is a fraud. Um, and basically the Democrats are a fraud <laughs> for everything they say. And I sit here and go, but everything is so obvious. Like you, you present people with facts and common sense. And yet they want to ignore all of it, right? You even go back over the last three years where the Democrats have uh, completely tried to destroy and um, uh, uh, you know create a coup of uh, the presidency and got, have gotten caught uh, on every aspect of it, right? As a lie and um, illegally spying on people and, and people that claim that they care about people, Right. You got the Democratic Party who say we care about black people. We care about citizens. And and, uh, you know, he's the most dangerous man on the planet. But yet when you see that the FBI unlawfully spied on an American citizen, this take out the name Donald Trump. Let's just say the FBI lied to spy on an American. Let's just say that. Right. And yet. Nobody can get behind that. Like, can't can't say, well, that's bad. If it's Donald Trump, for whatever reason, it's okay. I don't care whether it was Donald Trump. I don't care if it was uh, Adam Schiff, for instance. If he was unlawfully spied on and followed, and everybody in his office was spied on with no underlying crime, 
I would be equally as outraged, even knowing how what a horrible person Adam Schiff is. He's just a, a he can't he can't tell the truth. It's impossible for them to tell the truth. But if they did it illegally, hey Val, nice to see you. Thank you for joining. Anybody that wants to join or anybody that wants to comment, sorry, uh, please feel free to comment. Let me uh, give you a, a few of our sponsors here really quick. I got to do that because I always forget. Uh, it's really important that I do this because it, it, at some point, I, you know, I got to earn a living while I'm doing this. So, um, uh, and I was going to run and get my CBD, but I didn't get it in time for the show. But the CBD uh, over the last couple of years have virtually changed my life. I, I was in a lot of pain. I was in a lot of discomfort. I had... Uh, uh, PTSD from uh, my 21 years of law enforcement, the car crashes I was in, the fights I was in, shootings. I was a sex crimes detective, a whole bunch of stuff. Uh, and at some point, you know, that all catches up to you. But uh, uh, I thought I was just going to live uh, with taking tons of medication, uh, 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 prescription drugs that I was given uh, to control all the things that were going on with me, including high blood pressure, not, not able to sleep, uh, yeah, a whole bunch of stuff. But uh, coincidentally, once I started taking CBD, all of that began to change. Now, I can't tell you that it cured me because uh, the FDA forbids me from doing that. But I can tell you that Viseo has the best CBD product on the planet. It has liposome technology that allows the uh, nutrients of CBD to get into your body. And it's one of the top 50 healthcare companies in the world because of their science, because of the people that run the business, and because of everybody involved. And so if you want great CBD, go to todayscbdoil.com. Uh, and then we have other products at Paseo, which have uh, a bunch of um, wellness products, uh, energy drinks. Um, uh, we have something called Renew, which I take in uh, uh, in um, uh, in addition to CBD, which helps with inflammation, some of the, the pain that I've been in. Uh, for years, I was not able to go to the gym. I couldn't even drive to the gym because it was so painful, much less go to the gym and work out. Uh, but now I go to the gym, I can work out, I can lift weights that I have not been able to lift since I was in my 20s. And so I can tell you that coincidentally, since I've been taking CBD from Viseo and the other Viseo products, it's been fantastic. The last one here is Happy Coffee. Happy Coffee helps uh, with you just simply getting a boost in the morning, helps you with your energy and your mood. It has a, a bunch of ingredients that are in there that, to really help with your dopamine and a bunch of other things that really help with your hormones and that kind of stuff. It's a great product. It's uh, completely safe, very healthy, uh, a very good coffee. So go to todayshappycoffee.com. All right. So let's talk a little bit about why I can make the claim. I know that's a strong one for me who was not a black person, who was a, a retired police officer, spent 21 years in law enforcement. I still am involved in law enforcement. I, I study and research uh, cases involving law enforcement, whether they did or did not do the right thing. Um, and here I am sitting here in California telling you that I care more about black lives than Black Lives Matter, the organization. Uh, and I, I can tell you that with 100% um, confidence that I am correct. <laughs> because so far, what they're doing is, is the only thing they're doing is destroying the United States of America. They're destroying our history. And they're destroying any chance that we have right now to make some changes in our world. In our, in our, in, in our world. Because they are following a bunch of white kids that have spent too much time living at home with their parents um, and uh, literally following the leadership of this Antifa and just stupid people and, and destroying the world. They're not addressing the true problems in the African-American communities. They're, they're spending all their time in destruction and destroying our history. Does it really matter if you pull down a statue of Teddy Roosevelt who actually was a, um, a Republican who loved the black community. 
He invited one of the first uh, black Booker T. Washington, one of the first black uh, leaders in the black community to the White House. And the Democrats did nothing but make Teddy Roosevelt's life miserable after that point on. It was the Democrats who hated the fact that Teddy Roosevelt had a black man in the White House. It was the Democrats. I don't know what it is you don't get. Uh, have you been under the thumb of the Democrats for so long, for decades? They've destroyed cities like New York and Baltimore, uh, Detroit, Chicago. Um, we're looking now at uh, Seattle and Los Angeles and uh, uh, Portland, Oregon, that all these Democrat-run communities, the, 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 the communities, uh, the black communities in those cities have the worst um, uh, uh, you know, uh, education, the worst uh, welfare states, the worst of everything are run by democratic uh, organizations, uh, mayors, uh, um, uh, governors. And, um, and until you understand that, you will never have what it is that you need. And that's equality, right? And I, and I, I don't know that you don't, right? I, I, I could be wrong. Again, I'm, I'm not black, I, I, obviously, right? But I've worked as in law enforcement and we've had black communities where I worked and I went in and I didn't arrest anybody or beat anybody based on their color. It was, you know, if you would uh, committed a, uh, a crime, then I arrested you. It's very simple. But I can tell you right now that following a bunch of white suburbanites uh, as your leaders in, uh, you know, Chop Chazistan or, uh, you know, toppling... Um, uh, statues in Washington, D.C. and New York and all the places that you're tearing down these statues. And uh, much of them are abolitionists that you're tearing down. I don't know if you get that in Gandhi, right? You're tearing down statues of Gandhi, right? You're, you're following people that are stupid, right? You're following these white kids who don't know anything about history, pulling down statues that have nothing to do with what it is that you are seeking, right? You are seeking some, uh, you know, to get out of this poverty that you're in. And the poverty that's been created is through democratic uh, governorship, right? It's not from what it is, whatever, you know, you're being uh, told. And so uh, one thing I want to make sure and point out, uh, I know I've got a couple of comments here because there's, I'm surely by now there's somebody that tell me that I'm a horrible, you know, human being. Uh, Valerie said, hi, uh, share what if they uh, spied on uh, Donald Duck? <laughs> yeah, for sure. Uh, CBD, for sure, for real. Uh, happy coffee is amazing. Thank you. Shared my friend. Thank you so much. All right. So at, at, at just one thing I want to make sure that the black community is aware, and I'm sure they know this, but I just want to make sure they're aware that they make up non-Hispanic blacks. Uh, 37 million is 12% of the United States population. 12%. You're not like 50%. You're not 75%. You're 12%. If you include multiracial people, it's 14%. All right, you're still on the lower spectrum of in, in regard to the overall population in the United States. What you had, and, I, and I'm hope I'm going to say this right, and it's very difficult to talk about this. And, you know, I just do and, and hope that somehow it'll land the way that I hope that it does. But when you really look at what you had just weeks ago on a man's life that should not have been taken, George Floyd, that, that life should not have been taken, He's a criminal, uh, a, a, a parolee who had a history of, of violating laws. He put a stomach to a pregnant woman's uh, stomach and threatened to kill her baby and her in the process of committing a robbery, right? But somehow he ended up in the situation where a horrible, nasty, um, and I don't even want to talk, call him a police officer, but he was working as one at the time and he, and he killed him by leaning on his knee and, uh, and he died and, and murdered him, all right? I will agree with that. 
right? You had this happen, which it shouldn't have happened. Right? I want to make sure I keep saying that because I don't want you to think that I'm saying this was an opportunity, but I'm telling you that you had this thing happen that should have never happened. And it, it, it could have gone somewhere. You could have made this parolee's life who has been convicted of, of horrible crimes. You could have had this life that was taken by a horrible cop that was worse than, than whatever George Floyd did by far because he committed murder, right? Actually committed murder. You could have taken the situation and, and done some very powerful things with it. But you followed a bunch of white kids, suburbanites and idiots and morons. And maybe some other dumb people in the Black Lives Matter, which have now claimed that they're Marxist, right? You have the leader on video saying that it's a Marxist group. A Marxist group is not your friend. I'm just going to tell you right now. Anybody that's Marxist is not going to carry you very far in a, in a republic like the United States of America. I'm just warning you. And here you've lined yourself up with a Marxist organization with a bunch of suburbanites who are tearing down um, uh, uh, statues, looting, uh, destroying businesses, creating uh, chaos throughout our world. You've, you've glummed yourself or you've, you've gone into this group and organization who has is, who is taken away with the message that could have been through the George Floyd uh, homicide and used it to make some significant changes, not just in law and law enforcement. Law enforcement is just one piece of what needs to possibly be changed, right? There are some things that surely we can do a better job of hiring, we can pay law enforcement more so you have better quality people, candidates that are that are uh, you know putting in for law enforcement and have, have more difficult testing for psychological, physical, uh, uh, medical, <clears throat> and, um, and then put them through a more stressful academy than what we've had lately, which is a non-stress academy. You need to have a stress academy, much like uh, SEAL training. All that needs to be part of it. That would be much better than what we have now. And so we could use that momentum of the George Floyd death, which shouldn't have happened, and taken that and actually made some positive changes. But it's not just a one-way street with law enforcement. You have another street here. You have another avenue that needs to be addressed because you have the criminal aspect. Without With law enforcement, you have one side. And then on the other side, you have the criminal element. The criminal element needs to change. We have a problem in the black community with the criminal element causing all of you grief that are in the black community. The criminal element is also a problem within the black community. How can I say that? Am I, am I being racist? No, I'm telling you. Let me share my screen here. I'm gonna share my screen and I'm gonna show you uh, really quickly. And again, I don't know if this is going well or not, but I'm just trying to give you some things here. Um, let me just look at white males first. I'm gonna tell you the, uh, oh, let me, sorry. I got to get rid of this lower third. Should have done that first. Hold on, let's get rid of the lower third, and we're going to go big. All right, now this may be hard to see, but I'm but right here, just in the in the white community, leading causes of death in the um, in the white community is heart disease. That doesn't go, you know, that's obvious. It, you know, we we're horrible <laughs> with what we eat, what we do. Then cancer, unintentional injuries, which is like falling off a roof. Or, um, you know, not turn which I did the other day. I didn't turn off the electricity when I was trying to change a light, right? Those are that, you know, 7.1. So it goes from 22.9 uh, with cancer to 7.1 with unintentional death. Then you have chronic lower respiratory disease, stroke, diabetes, Alzheimer's disease, suicide, influenza, pneumonia. What? Influenza. That's a big, that's a big one. 
It's actually higher than uh, COVID-19, by the way. Uh, <laughs> chronic liver disease, all right? So you don't see anything in regard to crime when it involves white people, all right? Is it because white people aren't uh, picked on? I, I, you know, I, I don't know. I, I can't tell you. But let me go ahead and come back now. Let me show you another screenshot. I'll get rid of this one. And let me show you what happens when you go to the black community. This is CDC I'm going to, by the way. CDC um, uh, website. And here we have heart disease, just like white men. Cancer, just like white men. Unintentional injuries, just like white men. And number four, homicide. For the black community, homicide is 5.1 of a, a population that only makes up 12.1% of our world here in the United States. And that is huge to be number four in homicide. What that Homicide does not mean that cops are killing all of you. I hate to tell you, as a matter of fact, it's a very low percentage. It's a, it's a minute percentage. All of this uproar, all of what's happening in this world, all these white kids from the sur suburban uh, suburbanites uh, are, are getting you all fueled up and doing all this. And they're, they're taken away from the point of all of this. The point is, it is not necessarily and again do we have racist cops yes i just want to make sure and because if you don't then you're a racist right do we have racist cops do we have racist doctors do we have racist politicians do we have racist whatever yes racism is a part of our world our world will never be perfect never ever ever be perfect police will never ever be perfect never no matter how much we pay them no matter what we do as far as testing no matter what you do as training there's going to be an accident somebody's going to die at the hands of somebody that should never have been a cop it's just it'll happen again i'm telling you but when you look at these percentages of number four cause of death in the black community of black men in the black community is homicide number four and in the white community it doesn't even show up what is the bigger problem Again, and that is not cops killing black people. That is black people most in more cases than not. And I hate to break the news to you if you don't already know that black people killing black people. It's it's it, it that is the problem. Why is that happening? And and I and I and I I've been telling you what the problem is, and it it needs to be addressed. And that is many of the um, uh, the policies that the Republicans have have been bringing um, to. Um, you know, the United States in regard to school choice, uh, opportunity zones, um, uh, financing, uh, you know, historically black colleges and universities. These are all very positive things. But the school choice is being blocked by Democrats, not because I, wh why wouldn't they block that? Why would they not you want you to be educated? What is it? What is it about this? The decades of, of leadership of Democrats in all these communities, where the the highest homicide rate for black on black crime is in Democratic communities. What is it that you continue to not care that the Democratic policies that are found in these cities and states that you've not decided? You know what? It's just not. It's not working. Maybe we should try something else. I am not telling you the Republican Party is perfect. As a matter of fact, they are doing nothing for everything that's happening right now. They're not being hard enough with crime. Uh, malicious mischief is a crime. Burning something uh, on, fed on federal property, property is a crime. Pulling down a statue in a federal uh, location is a crime. Trespassing, taking over a police station are all crimes. Why have they not arrested all these people? The Republicans are just as scared as anybody else to, to do something that may look like, oh, they're racist. 
But what they need to do and what you guys need to understand is that if they can get all of this other stuff to stop, we can then begin to focus on the real problems. The real problems is the lack of education of black communities, the, the lack of uh, fathers uh, in the black communities with, with uh, black children. So if I were to look in, I have some notes written here is a black on black crime. Um, somebody told me, you know, somebody mentioned it's the number one killer. It's not the number one killer. It's the number four killer. At least it wasn't at the time that I, that CDC report was made, but it's still high. It's still too high. Right. But you have 70%, 70% of children in the black community, 70, 70% grew up without a father. Is there a correlation? I, I, I think there is. And you know, the kid, well, the, well, maybe the father is bad. I, they just need a father figure to teach them things about life, about right and wrong, about what it's like to stick with uh, the mother and be a part of a, of a, of a team, whether they're divorced or not, you can still be a good father and be divorced, right? You can still be a good father and maybe even a, um, you know, a father that's, uh, you know, living, you know, in a household with a, with the other parent and they're not quite getting along. You can still be a good father to teach a, a boy or a girl about wrong and right and help them with their homework and help them uh, to, to further themselves and understand that they're not victims any longer, that, that they're never to look at themselves as a victim, that they're looking at themselves as, as a potential to be somebody that can change the world, right? But when you grow up without a father and your first feeling as you're growing up is that my dad, I'm not good enough. I, I my, my dad didn't stick around. I, I wasn't worthy of his love. I wasn't worthy of his presence. I was, wasn't worthy of him teaching me the difference between right and wrong. And then your, your first thoughts is that, where's my dad? How come, how come Johnny down the street has a dad? How come, how come Fred, you know, he has, and all these kids are, you know, white, but 70% of the black community don't have fathers, right? A, a large majority of the, of the men in prison don't have fathers. Is that coincidence or is that a fact? It is a fact. 5% or five times more likely, if you grow up without a father, you're five times more likely to be poor and be a criminal. These are studies. Barack Obama actually said this in, in one of his speeches. So I just want to make sure that you're not, it's not coming from me. This is coming from Barack Obama, who was a black president for the United States of America. All right. I just want to make sure and point that out. So 70% uh, without a father, that means that five times, you're five times more likely to be poor or a criminal. You're nine times more likely to drop out of school. You got these educational programs in uh, places like Chicago and New York and Los Angeles and all these other places, Detroit, uh, Baltimore, where 50% of the students in a black community, in a black high school, do not graduate. They drop out. 50%. 50%. What are you supposed to do with no education? Nobody's angry about that. You're, you're sitting here pulling down statues when you should be going to City Hall in Detroit, in Chicago, and saying, I demand school choice. I demand the teachers that are failing us and not and, and failing in the sense that they're not teaching us. I demand that they be fired and we bring in teachers that can actually teach us how to be, um, uh, you know, whatever we want to be, a scientist. A, poly, a, a good politician, not a bad politician. Um, 
to be a doctor, to be a police officer, to be uh, somebody that can actually make a difference in this world. We need teachers that'll do that. But you're nine times more likely to drop out if you don't have a father. And you're 20 times, 20 times more likely to end up in prison. When you 70% of the population does not have a father, you're 20 times more likely to end up in prison. None of that is being addressed as you're rioting and, and burning down uh, buildings and looting and and beating uh, you know older uh, you know citizens in our United States with a with a two by four like we've seen on television. We've seen the videos. Right? It's no secret that all this is happening, and much much of it is being fueled by white people, Democrat, liberal, white people, Marxist, socialist, white people. That is who you're following. At some point, is it not? Does it not come into play where you think, you know, when I look at the Republican cities and states, they just don't seem to be having this problem. And there's surely black community in all those states and in those cities. You know, you, you got Chicago, who has a, 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 a what it was, I forget what it was now, it was a large number of shootings, including a three year old boy, one of the most beautiful little boys I've seen was shot and killed in Chicago over the weekend. Nobody gets a, an uproar about that. You got a, a, a shooting every hour in New York since they've um, dismantled their police department over there and they took all of their 600 undercover cops who would normally keep a handle on all those shootings. They dismantled them and put them back into patrol. Is it any shock that now you go to not having all those shootings and now having a shooting every hour? Much of those being in the black community? You got CHOP where some kid, 19-year-old kid who just graduated from high school, he gets shot and killed, a black kid. You don't care about that in a Democratic-run city. Nobody goes to the mayor and says, you are so full of crap, mayor. Get in there and get these people out. Bring law enforcement in. Let's begin to enforce these laws. Arrest people for malicious mischief. Arrest people for trespassing. Arrest people for um, the Molotov cocktails. Arrest people for destruction of property in the parks and in the federal uh, 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 you know, locations where they're pulling down uh, much of these statues. Let's begin to let's get some control in this country and really address the problems that are occurring in the black community. Why is it that I care more about the black community than uh, Black Lives Matter? Why is that? You know, without law enforcement, you have more crime in the black community. Everybody, there's not a study. Harvard knows it. You have FBI statistics tell you this, and yet you all are ignoring it. And all you want to do is defund, dismantle, um, and destroy law enforcement, and that somehow we're the criminal in all of this. When, in fact, we were keeping the lid on all of it. It's so obvious now. I wish that none of it happened. I wish that there weren't people that were dying in Chicago, people dying in New York. A three-year-old died in Chicago, people dying in Seattle, people dying in Baltimore because you are dismantling law enforcement, reducing their budgets and doing everything you can to make things worse for the black community. That is what's happening. You're making things worse for the black community. You're not making it better. Black Lives Matter is a Democrat-run organization full of Marxists who have no interest in making your life better. And until you understand that and get that, then nothing's going to change. You can destroy all the statues. You can bring down uh, Mount Rushmore. You can bring down the Washington Monument, the Lincoln Monument there in Washington. Bring it all down. You know what's going to happen? Nothing. You're still going to be being, uh, being, uh, being killed at a rate so that you're, it's still the fourth killer of the black men in the black community. 
pull down the statues, pull down all the stuff. You're still going to be, that's going to be your number four um, most likely way of dying in the black community. You're still going to have 50, 70 percent um, uh, of children blowing up, uh, growing up without a black parent. You're still going to have five times more likely uh, to end up as poor as a criminal. You're still going to be nine times more likely to drop out of school. And you're still going to be 20 times more likely to end up in prison. Because none of that matters. None of that's changing anything. You're turning, um, uh, you know, again, if I go with the, 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 the uh, multiracial, you know, half Hispanic, half black or half white, half black, 14% of the black community, you're only 14% of the black community of the, of the United States. We, we are here. We, I, we're, I'm hearing you. I listen to you. I want to make some changes. I think there's a lot of changes that still could happen in law enforcement. We've, I've talked about them even before all this happened. I talked about that they've lowered the standards for the hiring of law enforcement. I've talked about that they, um, uh, uh, you know, need to um, begin to fire people with more than a couple complaints for, um, uh, you know, some type of assault on their under color of authority. That you really need to examine this when you get somebody that has five, 10, 15, 20 uh, complaints about who they are as a cop, something needs to happen. There's nothing wrong with that. That's all something that does need to happen, but that doesn't happen through defunding law enforcement. You increase the salaries of law enforcement. You increase the salaries of teachers so that you get higher quality people. Who's going to want to be a cop at $34,000 a year right now when you're arresting them because they, you're arresting them because they make a decision to save their lives and save the others. And they're being arrested for that. We had a cop, I saw a, I put it on my Facebook page, I had a cop the other day who, who gave leniency, leniency to somebody and said, you know, you, you, you know, you should have a seatbelt on your kids and much other stuff. Instead of taking them to jail, he said, just get home. And when they were on their way home, they, they, they got in a car accident and the child died. He got arrested. So you're saying you want leniency, leniency, I don't know why I can say that, uh, to the, um, you know, to Mr. Brooks in Atlanta that they should have let him go. Uh, and he, they didn't let him go and they ended up in a gun battle and the, the officer got arrested for homicide. But then you have a case where the officer did give leniency and, and let somebody go based on, you know what, we'll just let you go in this. Just don't do it next time. That person dies, which is the argument that I gave you. And the other one that you can't let people go when they're so drunk, they don't know where they're at. You can't because bad things happen. This was happening in this other case. They let somebody go because, the, but they were just trying to be nice. In, because of they because they did that the child died and now the cop is being arrested and so you 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 don't let somebody go you're arrested you do let somebody go you're arrested there's a it's a no win situation we can't live in this kind of world we need to understand that law enforcement much like anybody else is not perfect you'll it'll never be perfect you can riot you can burn you can destroy you can do whatever you want it involves human beings and on occasion, they're going to make a mistake. The amount of mistakes are so few and far between, I'm telling you. Every study will tell you that. Every study will tell you that. And, 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 and you're not addressing the real issue. What's happening in the black communities that's causing the criminal element to be such a huge factor in these uh, communities? That needs to be addressed just as much as we need to address what changes may need to be made, made in law enforcement. It is not just one way. Because we're still going to have to deal with the criminal element at some point. At some point, we're going to have to put handcuffs on somebody and they're going to fight. And I'm telling you, taking away the carotid restraint is a huge mistake because more people are going to die because you take away the carotid restraint, not the chokehold, the carotid restraint. 
you take away some of the military weapons we have, you make take away some of the military equipment we have to, to take care of these really bad situations that come along every so often, you take that away, more people are going to die. You take cops out of schools, more children are going to die. You take more uh, 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 people out from undercover positions like they did in New York, as we can see, and you know, it's already happened, more people are going to die. And what is the community that suffers the most, and I've been telling you this for days and days and days, is the black community. And I've been trying to explain this to you. And I, and I go, I, I know I'm a, I'm a small guy here in California, has a law enforcement background. I've been doing this for a real long time. I've been studying uh, use of force. I've testified in hundreds of cases more than anybody else in the world. I, I'm confident of that. Nobody else has testified more in use of force cases involving law enforcement than I have. And I'm telling you that I understand how it works. I understand so many things that so many of these people that are on, I'm looking at my TV, on the news do not understand. They're speaking out of their butts. They do not know what it is they're talking about. Many of them. There's a few that do, but much of them have no clue. Many of the politicians are making decisions on what police need and don't need is not based on fact and based on experience and knowing what needs to happen. I've told people all the time that police and, and criminals, we, we, we get each other. We know. We really know what's happening out there. What, who, who doesn't get it are people that grew up in, you know, and never left their homes and lived with mommy until they're 30 years old. Those people will never get it. Those are the people that are pulling down the, the statues. Those are people that are looting. Those are the people getting everybody all fueled up and causing all of the, uh, the ruckus that's going on right now. And I felt strongly about what I said. I do feel strongly that I feel I care more about the black community than Black Lives Matter. Um, so there you go. All right, let's see what some of these things say. Interesting point on the increase of funding and hiring standards of the law police. You're right. It needs to happen. Why won't the philosophy work with the school system by increasing funding and stand? I don't know. You are, J. John, you are right on. It, 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 it really is a crazy thing. You know, I've gone into, and I've, and I've done lots of demos with canines and, and work in, in some of the schools. And I see just some things that are going on in schools that just really cause me some concern. And it'll be a whole another show that I get into there. But not having school choice right now for a, uh, a parent uh, or parents, hopefully parents of a, a black child to say, you know, I'm going to I don't want to send my kid to the school that has a 50 to 60 or 70 percent dropout rate. Why would I want to send my child who I know has a chance to to be something huge and big in our community? I, I want to send the, having the choice to take them out of that community and send them to another school. I don't even know why that is even a question. Because until you do that, the poor schools in the sense, again, poor as far as academically poor, not doing well, will not make any changes because they're all getting paid. They're all making money. They're all getting more money than other schools. I told you about here in Orange County, the school that my children go to, they don't get the funding that other schools get because we have too many uh, white and Asian people go kids that go there that are doing really well. They have a good education. The school does really well. And so funding is less. Our school is greatly funded through the parents, through the PTA. Much of the programs is all funded by the PTA because the less, uh, you know, um, you know, in the, in the lesser community, I don't know how to say, how do you say it without sounding racist in the communities where people are struggling financially and having uh, less uh, educational benefits, get more of the money. And so then you got to wonder why, if they're getting more money, if they're getting more credit, whatever it is, why, right? It's not about money. 
It's obviously not about money because most of these places, you go to New York in Bla, 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 whatever is it, de Blasio. De Blasio, you know, they have this thing where they gave them millions and millions of dollars to help the communities, in, you know, in these areas that have lack finances and, and, and lack uh, funding for a lot of things. Millions of dollars, but they have no idea. They don't know where the money went. You can look it up. They're going, we don't know where the money went. Like, it helps nobody. Where are these millions of dollars that are now coming about, right? They're going to have millions of dollars that are going into these communities. They're going to take millions of dollars in Los Angeles away from the police, and they're going to put them in these programs. And I'm going to tell you right now, nothing's going to change. You'll have the same dropout rate. You'll have the same everything, unless you really look at firing the teachers that are doing nothing, paying teachers uh, you know, a little bit more, for uh, making some differences. And you, I think there's some ways of giving some um, incentives for having, you know, uh, higher grades or, you know, of, of course there's, you know, I'm, I'm now talking an area that I'm really not that um, good at talking about right yet, but I'm a study and figure it out. But there's some things you got to do. Whatever you're doing now isn't working. That's what I can tell you, <laughs> right? That's the thing for sure. You're taking more money in California goes to schools in the lesser areas as far as financial and, and, and education and uh, graduations, more money's going there, but yet you still have the same situation. We have less money coming to us here in Orange County, but yet all of our students are graduating and, and, uh, and my kids have, have done much better now that they've gotten into school, in a school that gets less money from the government. Does that really make sense, right? So it's really not about the money. It's about some of the policies that need to be looked at. Uh, homeschooling uh, could be good. Um, my... Um, my kids were homeschooled and it was horrible. Their teacher was horrible. Uh, and I had to go to court and get them out of that situation. So homeschooling can be best and be great. As long as your teacher is good. Uh, the teacher for my kids was horrible. Uh, and, uh, and it did not work out, but I, I, Tiffany, I, I agree with you, Tiffany. Thank you for coming. Yes. Homeschooling. If you can get that, that'd be fantastic. Uh, thank you, Sandy. I appreciate that very much. And I'm sorry to get so passionate and so angry and yelling, but it's just like fudge. Like the, the destruction of our country is not the way to get things to change, really. I know that for a moment, you know, hey, let's protest. Let's do all this kind of just yell and scream. And that's all fantastic. But until you begin to make the changes, this isn't making changes. It's changing a lot of things, but it's not helping, right? When you have only 14% of your community, the black community, is only 14% of the overall makeup of our population, at some point you're going to have a diminishing return. I hope I said that right. Because at some point people are going to stop listening, right? At, at some point you get beat on and beat on that you're racist, that you're horrible, that you're nasty, that you're, uh, you know, your history, the people that are that were a part of the United States, they're horrible people, right? At some point it, it, it begins to take its toll that you had so much going in, 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 the, in the wake of George Floyd, who should not have died, right? He should not have died. But that could have been a moment where we said, okay, let's look at law enforcement. Let's look at what's happening in our community. And let's see how we can mold these things together a little bit better. Because we know for sure that lack of law enforcement in, in black communities means more black death. We know that for sure, 100%. You can look at any study, right? It's all there for you. Look at anywhere. You reduce crime and just look at the last couple of days, right? Cops have been pulling back. They're not going to go there. It's harder to make a decision because you don't want to get arrested or you want, don't want to be uh, fired for making a wrong choice. And it's not pulling back like, hey, we're not going to serve you. It's just like, what do I, I can't go in there and take a chance to get into a fight. 
Because if I get in a fight and I win, I go to jail. If I get in a fight and lose, then I don't go home to my kids. Like there's there's no choice for law enforcement. Law enforcement goes and they go, okay, we got it. We got a, a man with a gun call. And now you're going to go and say, oh man, if I get in a shooting, I'm going to get arrested for murder. If I don't go or I hold back, then, you know, I, I, then I, I won't be able to go home to my kids. Like if I, you know, so the, what's the choice? Like it's, it's a difficult choice. It's not that cops are being bad and not going to calls. It's like, now what do we do? I don't know what to do. I don't, I don't want to run into something that where I'm going to either get fired and killed or, um, uh, or, you know, arrested for a uh, homicide. It, it is really not a, a good situation right now. Um, they don't like to hear facts. That's for sure. When you, when you present facts and common sense to Democrats, all they go to is it's Donald Trump. This has nothing to do. None of this has to do with Donald Trump. I know that everybody wants to blame Donald Trump. for everything. He's only been in power for three, uh, three years, right? The Democrats have been in power for decades. I repeat, I'll repeat that until the cows come home, but you, you're blaming somebody that's only been in power for three years. He's done nothing but help the black community with the programs he's had. He has more black people in his cabinet than probably most uh, presidents. Um, he's, uh, he's a good guy. They just want to tell you that he's a horrible person. And he's going to destroy the world, right? That's the only thing they have. That's the only they they have a candidate. They have a dead man in Joe Biden, who's who's really just a puppet, right? He doesn't he doesn't really exist. Um, he's going to be run by AOC and all these other people. They're going to create more problems than anything else. Joe Biden doesn't even know what he's doing. He doesn't know what he believes. He's being told what to believe. It is it is a, it is a crying shame that you're committing um, senior abuse on this poor man who doesn't even know where he's at. Uh, and, uh, uh, so it's not going to do anything about, um, anything else. Oh, here's a good one. Finally, I got one. You don't give an F about, uh, blacks when you, uh, gone to protest racism peacefully when you gone to, I'm not sure which way that goes. <laughs> I don't know how to make that one. Uh, Hey Marie, nice to see you. All right, my friends, I love you guys. And I appreciate you listening. Uh, and I, you know, I don't know. I, I really don't know. Thank you, Tiffany. I appreciate that very much. Uh, I wish I. Um, thank you. Um, you know, I wish there's so many people to come on. I wish I knew you guys a little bit better to know who you are and that kind of stuff. But again, my job isn't here to come on and just simply piss people off necessarily. It's just like say what? Can we just stop? Let's focus. Let's focus on what needs to be changed. There's some things that clearly need to be changed. The education in the black community. Uh, welfare states, making sure, you know, just continually feeding them uh, this idea that they are going to be poor. And here's more stuff that will help you uh, in your life instead of helping them, you know, come uh, to bring themselves up and to do more, right? To create businesses, to create opportunity, um, to be, uh, you know, to be strong in their education, to keep the, the, the fathers uh, in the children's lives. Again, I know how tough it, I, I'm divorced, right? I'm, I've been divorced twice, but I've stayed in my children's life. I've never gone out. As a matter of fact, I, I think I've become a better parent. Unfortunately, uh, I wish I was a better parent when we were married, but I, but just as how it is, I think that for whatever reason, as a, when the divorce happened, I became a better parent, at least for the four youngest ones I have now. I wish I could have done a better job for my oldest daughter. Her and I are great friends. We do stuff together. We went out for Mother's Day yesterday. We live close together. Uh, we um, uh, have very similar, um, uh, you know, things that we like to do and that kind of stuff. We have a great relationship. I just, I feel, I feel like because of my divorce, I coddled her a little bit and gave her too many things, which I would have done a better job if I didn't do that. 
with these four children from the second marriage, <laughs> I think I've become a better parent. And again, my only reason for bringing all that up is because just because you're divorced or you leave uh, the mother does not mean that you have to give up on your children, that you no longer are important to the raising of those children, of, of helping them understand what it means to be a, um, a uh, you know, a, a positive role model for other kids, even their friends. You know, you want you want your kids to be the children or the person that other kids benefit from hanging around with, right? You know that whole thing when you say, if you want to soar with eagles, don't uh, fly with turkeys or something like that, whatever that saying is, is that I want my kids to be that kid that if other kids hang out with them, it'll, he'll, he'll, he or she will make them better. That's the kind of kids I want to raise. I know that seems very strange, but that's my thought is that I, I don't want anybody uh, to uh, contact me and say, you know what, my I don't want my kids hanging around with your kids because they're a bad influence. Could that have ever happened? On occasion, because my kids are very um, uh, boisterous and they try things and they jump off of roofs and they try very risky things. <laughs> so there may be a little bit of that going on right now as they're growing up. But at some point, I want my children to be the eagle uh, in their group, not the turkey. That is my goal. And then I want my children to seek out other eagles that they can be around, not around turkeys. And I talked about them all the time. I said, you are a reflection of the people you're hanging around with. So do not hang out with losers. Um, if you see somebody that needs help, if you see somebody that's looking for a, a hand, be there for that person. Help them understand that the direction they're going into may not be a wise choice. And then help them understand better choices. Hey, you know, coming out with my friends and I, because we, you know, we're going to go play basketball and we're going to pray. We're going to go to church and go to small groups. It doesn't have to be about church, but I'm just telling you that's one option, right? Or, hey, we're going to go to my friend's house and we're going to build something. Or we're going to go to my friend's house and we're going to plant some plants, whatever it is. I may seem goofy or whatever, but I'm just telling you that it is a much better direction to go to than, hey, let's go hang out and smoke cigarettes at the, you know, the corner you know, uh, you know, 7-Eleven, what have you. Or let's go with my buddy over here. You know, they know where the alcohol is and we're going to go party with them, right? There's a whole huge difference between going with that group of people and going with the people that say, hey, let's go, let's go and do this other stuff. We're, we're going to go figure out how to build a car. We're going to go figure out how to build something. We're going to figure out how to uh, create a new computer program. We're going to figure out, you know, you know, what new um, book of the Bible uh, may be relevant to where it is that we are right now. Right? Those are all more, much more positive things that, again, does not have to be all about the Bible. I'm just telling you, that's that's the kind of kid you want to raise. All right. I went on too long, I think. I'm going in this other area here. Uh, forget the question. I, mean, I got a question. Forget the question. But a lot of problems with public schools are accountability. Main problem, uh, they are civil servants and hard to fire. Yeah, exactly. Don't police organizations have the same problem? You know, that's a really good question. Thank you, Jay John. Um, uh, yes. It is hard. And, I, and I've talked about this before, too, that it is hard to get fired as a police officer. One thing you can't do is lie. If you lie, you're done uh, if, they, if they determine that you lie. So that is one of the things that I've been uh, talking about. Uh, I talk about it for 20 years. I've been investigating law enforcement officers uh, wrongdoing. That's what I do. I was a police officer 21 years. Uh, later on, I got asked to in, you know, investigate and testify in a couple cases involved uh, involving law enforcement that may or may not have done something uh, positive or, or negative. And so my job has become 
uh, and I, ju I just worked on a case today at looking at video and transcripts and all this kind of stuff to determine whether a cop did something right. And one of the things that is important to, uh, to do in law enforcement and, and answering your question is that there's gotta be a limit. There's gotta be a line because you, number one, you can't be in law enforcement for any period of time after about one or two years where somebody doesn't file a complaint against you. Because it, of course, it's never that person's fault when they get arrested, right? You, we pull people over. Well, you know, I was in a hurry or, you know, you know, you pull them over for speeding. I was in a hurry or I can't believe that you have nothing else to do, but pull me over, right? There's always this anger that starts, right? Anytime you stop people. Um, and so that's just with traffic. Just imagine what happens when you stop somebody and, and accuse them of a crime, right? There's always going to be a conflict. Like they say, I didn't commit that crime. What are you doing? You're harassing me. And so there's, there's, a, there's never a time. And I went through 21 years and then had two complaints. Um, and one of them went all the way to federal court that I, um, uh, you know, aggressive under color of authority. <clears throat> it was completely false. But anyway, uh, again, see, I'm just telling you what I'm telling you was, <laughs> but you can't go a period of time without having some complaint of some sort. It's, it's, it's impossible because you're dealing with people's emotions. You're catching people, right? People hate being caught and they make accusations because the accusation is that, you know, I wasn't doing it. It's that it's the cop's fault. The cop did it. And so there is, the, and again, this is the way that it is. I'm just telling you the way it is. And so, but it doesn't happen, you know, five, six, 10, 20 times. Now on an aggressive cop who's out there, busting heads and, and catching bad guys. That all sounds bad, right? Busting heads. But you, you start using those terms where you're very active and you're going to have a few more complaints. So this is not an easy thing to answer. Uh, you need to have somebody that's independent in addition to somebody that understands law enforcement. I would be one of those people because I do it all the time. I have no problem testifying against a cop if he did something wrong. I have no problem because I love law enforcement that much. I love law enforcement so much. I also feel that it is my job to point out when an officer does something wrong, because those are the people you need to get out or else it's going to destroy law enforcement. So you need, it's hard to find people like me. I can tell you, I may be one of the only ones now living. There was a couple others who just recently died that are willing to testify in relationship to these cases with a law enforcement background. It is hard. And that is a fact to find law enforcement people with law enforcement backgrounds to actually be a part of this side of things where you're, you're, you're willing to testify against somebody. So in answering your question, yes, it's a problem. <laughs> Just like it is a problem with doctors, right? Doctors don't want to testify against other doctors, teachers, uh, kind of the same thing. They're, they're protected, but this is one of the things that has to change. And there's gotta be a formula. There's gotta be a way of looking at it. I don't know exactly what it is right now, but I can tell you when you start to get the three, four, complaints from the community that you are heavy handed, that you have done something wrong. You got to, those are people you have to pull off the street for a little while, investigate and figure out what's going on. Maybe send them to a psychiatrist to have them um, evaluated. Most cops are, they will not go to psychiatrists, no matter what they, they will put up their hands and their feet and they will, you know, if you try to get them through a door, they won't go. Um, but these are some of the things that need to change. So yes, so there you go. So those are some things that need to change in law enforcement. And there's definitely a lot of things that need to change in the leadership of black communities in regard to mayors, um, city council members. You see how horrible the city council members are in Seattle. They're just morons, stupid, moron, idiot, freaking people. They allowed a, a group, not Black Lives Matter. Don't, don't even be fooled. It's not about that. It's a bunch of just morons that came over and 
committed malicious mischief, trespassing, destruction of governmental property. Uh, they've now been in assault, involved in um, aggravated assaults. They've been in, involved in sexual assaults, right? You have all these crimes. The mayor and the governor are covering up for them and doing nothing about it. There, there's your problem. The laws need to be enforced in across the United States. And it's not a racial thing. It is the being, it's just, it's the lawlessness, which is causing us grief. And we can't get to the point of fixing things as long as lawlessness is going out. So I'm going to end on that. And um, I appreciate the comments, Jay John, uh, and you're bringing up some really, really great points. Uh, yeah. I mean, it, uh, exactly. That has to be a part of it. It all has to be a part of it. You got to look at the whole picture, but they're, again, they're not doing it. Uh, and I, I've spoken out before it in court. I have, I promise you that it is the leadership in law enforcement that is allowing this to happen. It is also the mayors who are in charge of the police departments who are allowing it to happen. In Minneapolis, it is the mayor's responsibility to hold the uh, chief's feet to the fire and say, make sure and get your officers under control. It is the mayor's job. Let's go ahead and go to the governor. It's the governor's job to go to the mayor and say, you know, mayor of Minneapolis, I want to make sure that you are doing everything you possibly can to make sure that your police department is clean as much as possible of corrupt law enforcement. That was not happening. Not happening at all. To have an officer on there with 18, what I've heard, and maybe 19 complaints, and, and, and he's still working. And he's not only that, he's a, he's a field train. He was a field training officer. The officer with three or four days on was his student, was his trainee. So you have a guy with 18 complaints. He's a field training officer training this guy who's only been on for a couple of days. There's the problem. It is not just the bad guy, the bad cop, formerly bad cop. He has been allowed to be there by the sergeant, the lieutenant, the captain, the chief, the mayor, and the governor. All of them need to go. All of them. It is not just the cop. All of them need to go. Some of them also need to have some charges pressed against them because they've allowed that to happen. They allowed that to happen years before Donald Trump became president. <laughs> just to remind you, because it's going to be Donald Trump's fault for, for whatever reason. All that has been happening for years before it even happened. And they've allowed it to happen. That's the problem. All right, that is it. Um, I'm going to call it quits now, and I'm going to make... Oh, I have sushi. I went to the store and bought some sushi. Don't forget to go to todayshappycoffee.com to get your coffee. It is a fantastic coffee, good flavor. It makes you happy. That's why they call it happy coffee. You got to go to today's CBD oil to get your CBD. It's a great product. Just try it. All of these products, you can try them, and if you don't like them, you send it back, get your, all your money back. So it's worth a try. And today's the sale for all the wellness products that they have there. All right, that is it for me. I appreciate you guys. Uh, being on the broadcast and your questions were fantastic. Thank you all that joined me that were new and uh, stick with me. Hit subscribe. If you're watching on YouTube, hit subscribe. If you're watching on Facebook, you know, get notifications, follow me. And if you're on Twitter or Twitch, um, whatever you do to follow people on there, you do the same thing, whatever that is. All right, that's it. I'll talk to you later. Take care. Bye.
In a noisy, stressful world, quiet is the most valuable commodity. And the cabin of every Lincoln vehicle is designed with this principle in mind. Should you desire a little more melody, our available Revel Audio system will not disappoint. The very same engineering that makes for a whisper-quiet interior provides a studio-like setting in which to rock out to your music, finding harmony all around you. That's the power of sanctuary. And that's Lincoln. Revel and the Revel logo are trademarks of Harman International Industries, registered in the United States and other countries.